welcome to a uh, special edition, or maybe we can call it episode 16 of the Colorful Kid Podcast. We got Brian, Flo, and Rafa in the house. And a couple hours ago, Juan Carlos Osorio came out with his Copa America Centenario roster. So I will just run through the roster real quick. We got Ochoa, Corona, Talavera, goalies, Aguilar, Rafa's fair defender, Arajo. Diego, Reyes, Moreno, Yasser, Corona, Torres, Nilo, Layun, and Rafa. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll call Rafa a midfielder. So we got Rafa in the midfield, Molina, Herrera, Jesus Duenas, Cordado, Gullit. And then uh, listed as a forward, we have Jurgen Dam, Chucky Lozano, Tecatito, Aquino, Chicharito, Peralta, and uh, Raul Jimenez. I guess, well, it might as well just right off the bat, right off the bat, Brian, who is missing on this roster? Well, there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> there's the no Vela, no Dos Santos, and no other Dos Santos. <laughs> and then, of course, Marco Fabian. So we got a couple a couple missing guys, although I know Fabian's not quite that surprising. Yeah, it's not that surprising. Um Let's just go through, I guess, we'll go through the excluded players that were on the 40-man roster. Um, Bicolin and Orozco left out. Uh, any surprises there? And no, I no. think that's... No, I think that's exactly what we were expecting. These these are arguably the three best goalkeepers in this roster. Uh, Bicolin had, had a really good game today, actually, but uh, let's be honest, they're not... He's not at the same level as these other three goalkeepers. Yeah, and I think this lets us know that I don't think we're going to be taking a goalkeeper to Rio. I mean, Talavera, Corona, and Ochoa. I mean, I I think it's a, I figured one of those three guys would be left out as a possible Olympic guy. But yeah, like Flo was saying, I I guess we're going to take these three guys and and maybe Piccolino or Rasco as a keeper, but. I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards they're not going to bring a experienced goalkeeper to Rio. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case as well. I think they're probably going to start uh, Lahoud. Yeah, uh, he's he's somebody that Potro Gutierrez trusts. Uh, speaking of that, they'll, they'll be playing tomorrow actually for uh, in France yep. for the Toulon tournament against France too. Yep. Yeah. Mexico won it four years ago. And I believe Fabian was the leading goal scorer and Hector Moreno was uh, the MVP, I guess, or the golden ball. Herrera. Yeah. All right. Um, defenders that were left out. Um, Israel Jimenez, Dedos Lopez, Carlos Salcido, and Jose Rivas. Um, Rafa, can you talk about... Uh, the selection between Yasser and Rivas? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because it's obvious that it's not just us who who question Yasser Corona. Uh, he, Osorio was actually asked about this during the press conference. Uh, why Yasser Corona? Uh, and he was... He, he actually stood up for his own player. And uh, he, obviously that's what he has to do. He's a coach. Well, team. you have to when you're selecting yeah. a player who rides the bench at Querétaro. Exactly. So... Uh, you know, he he went ahead and said that this guy's. Let's be honest, we don't have much people uh, who are left-footed players in that position. Uh, he just straight out said, "Look, it's Hector Moreno and then Yasser Corona. Simple as that." Uh, uh, tell me of another left left-footed center back that there are there is none really. So he described his skills more more in depth, uh, but yeah, it. it Again, it's it's a weird choice. Uh, he's been at the bench for Querétaro, uh, but we talked about this in the last podcast. It, at the same time, it, it's not the end of the world. We know Yasser Corona again is uh, is a guy who who likes to joke around, you know that good stuff. He he he's that sort of happy person in the locker room that everybody gets along with, and that's always important when you're in a tournament this long, uh, when you're stuck in hotel rooms and airplanes for. Uh, large part of your life for the next month or so. But for me, it has to be Israel Jimenez because I, I spoke extensively of just how good this guy is. 
I'm quite disappointed that he's not in this list just simply because I know there there are players who can play both right back and left back just like Miguel Ayun. Uh, but it, I think that Isaac Jimenez is one player that's been doing things well, not only at Tigres, but uh, in his brief cameos with the Mexico national team. There's that game against Senegal uh, where he came in in the second half and did well. So it was a little bit disappointed between uh, with Israel Jimenez. I think for him, uh, at the end of the day, it was between Israel Jimenez or Torres Nilo, and I think he opted for Torres Nilo instead. But if history serves us, Torres Nilo being selected to the national team means he's going to get hurt before camp actually starts. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that chance. Yeah, and again, just to reiterate the, the rules, uh, Osorio can make changes when if it comes to an injury or something. Osorio can make changes up until the tournament starts. So there's still training camp. There's always a chance somebody gets injured. Uh, I mean, hopefully nobody does get injured, but uh, there's always that chance. Uh, and he and Osorio has up until the start of the tournament to make changes. So let's keep an eye out for that. Maybe you never know when it comes yeah. to. It'd be interesting to see if one of the attacking players gets hurt. If who he calls up. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Flo, what happened with your boy Dedos Lopez? Uh, Dedos, he lost his starting spot at Chivas. So, <clears throat> with that being said, you know you can't really expect him to. Well, I guess. Corona did, but can't really expect him to make uh make the roster with the with the talent we got at left back or right back, you know, at the at the wing back positions. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little surprised that that those or sales. I figured one of them would go, but I'm I'm guessing this is gonna go. They're both gonna go to the U23 squad, don't you think, Brian? You think they're just gonna slip right in U23? Yeah, I don't. I can't see. Those two, the not going. I think, although Lopez did lose his his spot there, I mean, he's still a, he's still a really good player with that U twenty three. So I I don't see him missing the the Olympics. Even I mean, he might not start, but you got to have him called up. Yeah, he's and he's he has been playing uh, midfielder for Potro too. Mm-hmm. So he shows that versatility, and like we said before, you only have eighteen people on the roster in the Olympics, so. If you can play right. multiple positions, that really helps. Brian, Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, Rafa, is he a midfielder? Is he a full defender? Is he a player coach? Who, Raul Lopez? No, uh, Rafa. Oh, Rafa. <laughs> I mean, Rafa oh, Marquez, oh. sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you were calling me. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Mix of names. Anyway, uh, no, it's interesting. Mitokayo uh, here. Uh, I mean, he has the experience and it's always important to have a guy like that, uh, you know, just leading the team. You, you, we sort of spoke uh, a bit about that time when Rafa Marquez was not called to a national team, how uh, at times we maybe like that leader. Uh, well, Rafa Marquez is still there, and if he's available, <laughs> I think he, he should be there. I mean, he's a guy who, who is well-respected among the team. Uh, at the very least, if he doesn't even start, it's just good having him there because, uh, he, again, he is a leader. Um, that That is very important when it comes to tournaments like this. Uh, if you ask me, I don't think he, he's, he gets to start simply because he just hasn't been playing well. Uh, and honestly, there are guys in front of him who are just doing things better. Uh, if we do see him, there's that possibility that, that we see him as a midfielder or maybe playing that sweeper position where... You know, he slides in between the center backs, uh, you know, tries to control the game, just like that old Rafa Marquez used to do. But to be honest, I don't see him starting, but his leadership will be important. All right, so we've gone through the goalkeepers and the defenders, and I think we're pretty much all in agreement, like no and no major surprises to these two positions, right? Mm-mm. No, not like maybe a little surprise there, but nothing like big. So <coughs> goalkeepers, defenders... We're good. Um, midfielders. Molina, Herrera, Duenas, Guardado, Gullit. Right off the bat, Gullit Pena. <laughs> <laughs> Flo, you saw him miss that PK. Sorry to bring it up, but how surprised are you he's on here? Well, I'm not really surprised that he made the rush. I mean, overall, he's had a pretty pretty solid season. Um, he's, he's shown some of that good form that had people so excited about him um, a few years ago. 
Um, and unfortunate that he's coming off a game that where he pay, played so poorly, or at least his finishing uh, was a little on the poor side. But I'm not that much surprised that he made the roster. I guess maybe I'm a little more surprised at who didn't make the roster in the midfield. Brian, who was your surprise in the midfield that didn't make it? I'm going to say Gallito. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I love him. I love Gallito. He's he's like that, you know, just if you need him against a strong team, he will, That his work rate is ridiculous. If, especially mm-hmm. if you need that pest in the midfield. And yeah, he's not the best passer, but he doesn't try to be. He gets the ball, like, he'll get the ball and give it to someone else. And he, he, he has been known to score. I mean, you know, that's another threat with Gallito. And we all remember what he did against Brazil. I mean, he was keeping us, you know, threatening with a lot of those long distance shots. I mean, he's a really good player overall, but you know, I mean, what, I guess Osorio has something else in store. Yeah. Somebody, uh, some, uh, somebody tweeted me that, um, <clears throat> they heard Jorge Ramos say that Gallito is not one of Osorio's preferred players or one of his players that he really, you know, has interest in. So I'm, I found that kind of surprising. I mean, like everyone else here, I love Gaito, but I just found that surprising that he's not one of Osorio's preferred players, according to Jorge Ramos. Yeah. Well, I figured it'd be between uh, Osorio and, uh, I mean, uh, between Gaito and Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. Like, I figured he would take one of those two guys, you know, con- contrasting styles where Gaito's very physical. That's his thing. He's a pest. He's quick on the ball, defense. And then you got Dos Santos, who's the opposite. He's cool, calm, very skillful. But both of those guys are on the outside looking in, Rafa. Yeah. Well, I mean, personally, I know a lot of guys like Ayito Vasquez. A lot of people think that he's a good player. I mean, he's decent. If I'm being honest, I'm not huge on Ayito Vasquez. I understand why people like him. Uh, just to play devil's advocate here again, I don't, I don't think he's as good as the rest of the midfielders uh, that were chosen here, and even some that didn't make it, like, like Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, but I, I'm quite happy with, with the midfield. If if I'm being honest, it's uh, the big one, of course, is Dos Santos, who, who you briefly mentioned right now. Uh, I think I don't know what the deal is with him, but. Uh, he's definitely one of the better midfielders, even if it's, even if he doesn't even start. You, you want that kind of player. We saw it in this last Gold Cup uh, with Miguel Herrera, who, who looked like he was running out of ideas at the end and ended up putting Jonathan Dos Santos in that midfield spot, and, and Mexico just looked automatically better uh, with Jonathan on the field. Uh, so I'm a bit surprised on that one. I'm not so surprised with Gallito Vasquez again because I think. He's a very limited player. I know you guys are huge on him, uh, but in my opinion, he's he's very limited. He's a guy who, who who covers a lot of ground, but when it comes to to other small things, I think there are better players like Jesus Molina uh, and Jesus Duenas, even Andres Guardado, if if we give him the chance at defensive midfielder role. Uh, but for me, again, it's Jonathan Dos Santos who who is a big surprise. Yeah, I mean. I've been watching him in La Liga. He's been healthy for like a month and a half now, so it's not like he's just coming back from injury and he's touch and go. Like he he's been healthy for for some time now. So I know yeah. he mentioned that you know Osorio mentioned his injuries, but <clears throat> he's been healthy. Maybe maybe it's the role he plays on his club that was a was a factor because he plays really wide. He doesn't play really wide, though. He always pinches. He, I mean, he's supposed to. I mean, to, he wants to, yeah. He pinches I mean, in constantly. The other thing, though, I mean, not that... Um, the thing that surprised me about Cayuto not making it is that Pena did make it. That's that's the only thing. Like, I wouldn't expect Cayuto to start, although I, I'm expecting Molina to start because I think Osorio liked what he saw with him. But I, I'm more surprised on Pena making it than, I guess, Cayuto not making it. Uh, you know, that that's just me, though. Where, well, Brian, where would you see Pena even sliding in? I, I, I would I have no idea. I guess it would depend on how the game's going. I mean, does he want to throw him in with a lead? I mean, I don't know, because I don't think you throw him in if if we're behind in any circumstance. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I'm not. It's just, it's just that's the most surprising call up to me is Guli Pena. Yeah, I'm not sure where he slots in. Um, we're looking for a goal or so. I don't know. I don't know where we put him <laughs> in, but yeah, he's he's there. Um, what about what well, Pineda's listed as a forward, but let's just group him in with the midfielders. He didn't make it. I, I thought he had a chance to make it. Or William Pineda. He stepped yeah. up this season. Yeah. You guys know I'm huge on Orbelin Pineda. But your Gallito Vasquez is, that's my Orbelin Pineda right there. <laughs> uh, I think he he's a phenomenal player. He showed it this last game for Chivas. Um, unfortunately, he didn't have the support of Cole Pena, which we're talking about, and Carlos Salcido, and even Carlos Salcedo. Uh, I think he he tried his best uh, uh, this Sunday. It was just wasn't enough for Chivas, but he he's a guy I would have liked to have seen. He he's capable. I think he he's good enough to play with the big guys. Uh, but if there's some silver lining here, is he will be in at the Olympics probably. Mm-hmm. That's true. He he should be an automatic starter. Um, do you guys see any of these midfielders that are left off as a possible overage player for the Olympics? I mean, Fabian's not going to go. Gio's no. not going to go. I don't think Jonah's going to go. And I think there's a possibility. Before, I think there's a possibility more so with Jonah than you would with Gio. I mean, we can talk about that later. But um, but there could be a possibility Gaito goes there. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it would be good. Um, and then Pizarro. He's gonna go. He's gonna be in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really that. It's he's a he's just a little. There's too much talent in front of him for him yep. to force his way onto this roster, but he he is good. I will say that he's he's got a really bright future. Um, all right, it's for the midfielders. That's it. Let's move on to the attackers or forwards, however they have them listed. Um, Dam, Lozano, Tecatito, Aquino, Chicha, Jimenez, and Peralta. One thing we should mention is Jimenez has been cleared to play in the Olympics. So whether he plays or not, we're not sure, but Benfica has given him the okay. Um, the excluded players. We'll group in Gio here. So we got Gio, Vela, uh, Conejito Brizuela, Candido Ramirez, and uh, Rafa's boy, Lalo Herrera. <laughs> Anyone else surprised that Peralta made it? Um, I'm not surprised, but I, I would I would be more surprised if he went to the Olympics personally. Um, but like I said, uh, I'm not sure what happened with the situation with Gio. But if Gio said no, I mean, does he was Gio ahead of him, you know, in that roster, or was Gio not considered all, all along with Osorio? But uh, yeah, I'm not too surprised to see Oribe there. Um, we, we, he goes a couple games where he's just way too quiet, and then all of a sudden he, he's got that, that beautiful goal that's got us back in the game. So I, it's, it doesn't surprise me. I think it was always going to be Peralta or Lalo. I, always, I think it, one of those two were, were always going to go mm-hmm. on the final squad. They're kind of like that target man more so than anyone else really in the roster. Yeah, and it gives Osorio another option. But so I, I thought it might have been time to bring in Lalo, but you know he's another good candidate for the overage Olympic slot. He could be the Peralta of this upcoming cycle where he kind of breaks out with the Olympic team. Yeah, possibly. Anyway. The one thing about Peralta lately, though, is he's been really with Club America. Is he's been really doing a lot defensively, and that might be an, another factor. You know, a guy that was not afraid to, even though he really shouldn't be his his. Um, priority but i mean he's not afraid to help if he needs to you know and that's a quality that i know rafa has talked about on raul jimenez mm-hmm. i think rafa's oh, yeah, a no. big jimenez fan right yeah back to what i'm big fan what you about that as well uh, but you bring up a great point it's he does a little things he, he does that extra hustle that that not all forwards possess uh, I think it's it's very Italianish. I guess we we compare it to the rest of the world that that forward that that comes back and and defends. And, you know, it's not often where you see guys uh, who are forward to who are used to scoring goals 
know, tried back and, and tried to win the ball back, but that's what Yurk Benata does. Uh, I think he did really well against Chivas last, uh, actually this weekend. Yeah, it's things you don't see, but but it's quite evident. They make a difference. Um, with drowsiness, I think he was always going to be in the slits or just in the rain out. Uh, if there is that target in that position that, that you just mentioned, uh, it's always going to be between Raul Jimenez and Eduardo Herrera. Uh, Eduardo, Eduardo Herrera was always going to be that, that, that second-string guy who, who, you know, just in case Raul Jimenez is not there, then it's good to have a guy like uh, Eduardo Herrera to, to get in and play that target in that position. Uh, but I think he opted for Uwe Benalta. Uh, I can't complain. I think they're all playing well at the moment. Uh, it should be interesting to, just to see if if, if they change things around. I don't know if uh, we'll see some sort of 4-3-3 with, uh, with a guy like Jimenez again playing or even Oliver Peralta. We saw it with, uh, with the game against the United States in the CONCACAF Cup, which uh, where, uh, where Duca started with three guys up front and none of these guys were actual wingers, natural wingers, and it worked for it worked to perfection. Mexico he had the three target forwards. He had the three center forwards playing yeah. all positions. Yeah. yeah. And they look brilliant. Um, I don't think Osorio would do that, but he's already done it with Chicharito Jimenez, uh, both at the same time. With, uh, I can't remember. I think it was Aquino who was the other guy. But there's no possibility. And that's the beauty of, of this art. Uh, there's so many players that can play multiple positions, and, and that's going to become uh, important once the tournament starts. Yeah, it's going to be. It gives him so many options, and I know Flo must be happy his boy Lozano's in the final roster. Yeah, yeah I'm happy to see uh, Chucky on there. I think I think he can be a difference maker. Um, I think he can come on. Uh, um, I don't think he'll start, but I think he can be a great second-half sub that brings instant energy, similar to how... Uh, Tecatito uh, would bring energy, and, and especially in that uh, Netherlands game, the friendly, uh, Vela's comeback game, where he just came on and he just immediately brought energy, and during the Gold Cup, he would come on and bring, bring energy. I think Chucky can do that this summer. Vela, who's that? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Dude, that guy playing uh, off the bench for Real Sociedad? Is that who it is? Uh, like he, I think he has a novella on Univision. Telenovela, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't included, but I haven't found anyone that's been too shocked by that. More because it's kind of due to his like lack of form subpar season, as opposed to anyone's quote-unquote saying no. <laughs> yeah. I think they said it was a mutual agreement that he should just rest some just rest for the summer. He needs to get his club situation worked out. Yeah, too many rumors. Too many rumors. Maybe maybe Rafa's uh, Arsenal can buy him back. They're always in need of a forward. <laughs> Never mind. I, I forgot. Yeah, Arsenal's going to Arsenal's going to sign uh, Benzema, right? Uh, I don't know about that either. <laughs> you no, know, it's it's funny, but. Maybe it's it's for the better. I think uh, usually strikers we don't end up signing them end up doing really well at other clubs. So <laughs> maybe it's good that that Benzema stays away. We'll, <laughs> we'll move on to better things. Yeah. Um, Vela's not on the roster. It's due to lack of form. We talked about Pineda. Conejito Brizuela, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised he didn't make the roster. I'm, I'm glad he's playing much better flow for your Chivas. I thought he was one of the better players in that first leg. He's had a good season. Yeah, but <clears throat> um, I'd say, is there anyone on here that surprises you guys besides maybe Baralta? To be included? Yeah, to be included. Not really. I mean, I think all these forwards have a legit chance of starting. I, I mean, me myself, I didn't expect Dam to be in there, but that's just me. Yeah, that's that one's interesting. Well, for me, if there's maybe one issue in this squad, it's, it has too many wingers, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I would have included 
uh, Javier Aquino and Jurgen Dam as well, simply because Aquino I, he did well in the league. Yeah, I mean, he there was that one game where he did really well, but let's be honest, they had he had Ayobi and Castillo in front of him, and it was just so easy for him. Uh, but but no, well, Juniak, but <laughs> but Dam has been out injured. Uh, for these past two games for Tigres, and even when he was healthy, he hasn't looked very good. Uh, I don't... That one was, I think, maybe a last-minute choice for, for Osorio. Uh, I could have easily seen maybe one of these guys not made it and added a midfielder in there. Um, like maybe but, a yeah, Gio Dos Santos, maybe? <laughs> maybe, <Yeah>. but... <laughs> I I don't... I don't know. Because you have guys like Tecatito and, and even Urban Lozano who, who we know the kind of players they are. Do, do we really need a, an extra winger just to warm the bench? I mean, that's what I think. No. I, I mean, we, I guess we could have used him in the midfielder. I mean, depending on the formation he's, gonna, he's planning on using, he might need all the wingers he can get. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Depends on what I he does, though. Even if he does come out with a four-three-three, uh, let's say naturally, what we all want to run—I'm guessing that's what we all want—is is Lozano and Pecatito on the wings, correct? Yes. I mean, ideally, is that? Uh, that's what maybe, I'm. That's what I'm expecting. Uh, maybe one of them off the bench, but yeah. maybe yeah, maybe a guy like Raúl Jiménez starting, maybe along like we like I just previously mentioned, but. Do we really need two winners coming off the bench? It's, I, I just, for me, it's personally, I just can't see it. I don't know why it's needed, but again, it's there. So I, yeah, I'm a bit surprised that Kino and Dam both made it. All right, well, let's just jump in right to the Geo situation. Do you think if if it was Geo who said no, because this is an if, we don't know. Was it maybe Osorio saying, "Hey, you're gonna be my last guy off the bench. If I, you know, attacking guy, you're not gonna play, but I'll bring you along." You think maybe Gio's like, "Well, no, I don't want to do that." And then Osorio's like, "All right, well, let me call up Dam." <laughs> I mean, <it's>... well, <laughs> I mean, if you if that was the situation, I mean, I don't think really Gio has too much to say though, because he hasn't played under Osorio, so um, there, I, I don't know how high his expectations could have been i understand he's hitting a rhythm but yeah i'm if he declined for whatever reason i mean i can't see him getting too many more call-ups under osorio if that's the situation if it was something else then we you know then there's you know a different topic but if he declined i i don't know i i can't expect him to have thought um he was gonna get right on the field right away yeah i mean that's assuming what we've, what somebody has, what Osorio actually came out and said that Gio declined. And I'm trying to figure out why he would decline. And that would be the only, you know, to Rafa's point, we have a lot of wingers. Mm-hmm. And his, he, he put a tweet out saying that he just can't do it right. He can't play right now. I, whatever that means, I mean, that gives more credence to what Osorio was saying. So, I mean, there's a lot of conflicting things going around on, on you know, the internet right now. So. Yeah. And then Eric Gomez tweeted out that he had two people tell him that it was Osorio's decision not to bring in Gio. So who do you believe, Flo? <laughs> I don't believe. I don't believe any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the truth lies somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, but I just find it interesting that Giovanni Dos Santos is interviewed on a radio earlier today. And he says, yeah, I've, I was never advised of anything. And then Osario goes on the news conference and says, oh, yeah, Gio's the one that declined it. And then later, Gio puts out a tweet saying, oh, yeah, I just couldn't I just couldn't play this time. And then now the Internet is just going crazy with all these novella rumors. So who knows? Who knows what the truth is? I got people in my mentions saying, well, MLS didn't want him to play because he's going to miss games. I'm like, listen, MLS takes a break during the tournament for the first two weeks. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. Well, I'll tell you what, this this just hurts a lot less than the Vela rejection because at the time, Vela was playing 
I mean, he was killing it with Real Sociedad. I mean, I understand that Gio's getting a rhythm right now, but I mean, it's just, it's apples to oranges right now. Like, I can't be, I, I have a healthy confidence with this this entire roster. So, I mean, I'm not going to be losing sleep over it, but it's just weird overall. Like, if I don't was, even know. If it was as simple as Gio missing out because of so you know, other players were better, okay, that's fine. I'll accept it and move on. But then it's like typical Mexico, something has to be controversial. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. not as simple as, oh, you know, he's playing. He's not playing that great, you know, just lately to heating up. We're not going to call him up. Okay, it's simple. Nope. It's, hey, he said he didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Now, Ticatito says, no, then I'm going to be worried. Then I've got, <laughs> then I'll be like, uh, what's the deal now? You know, but, uh, I mean, Gio has never played under Osorio. I mean, it, it's not a total shock, but it's just, the only thing that's shocking is how it's gone out. I mean, I, I, like I said, who? I mean, who? Who are you gonna believe? <laughs> Just take a pick. Yeah, and like we talked about earlier, I do not see Gio going to the Olympics again. He's not gonna go. Mm-mm, I don't think so. No, he's not going at all. So, I mean, this roster. I mean, it kind of. It's with the only exception of surprising that Jonah isn't going. Because I, I expected Jonah to go on there. I think some of us even talked about him starting. That's yeah. America. Yeah. Now, who who would you guys have in your starting eleven, though? See, that's the tough one. Who wants to? All right, let's just go through his roster. Okay. Ochoa, Corona, or Talavera. As of right now, I'm picking Ochoa. Ochoa. Brian. Mm-hmm. Ochoa. Yeah. Rafa. Yeah, Ochoa. 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 Okay. So we got Choa starting. Yeah. Thank God Kameni got hurt. Anyways. <laughs> sounds terrible, but all right. Okay, we got for the back four, because we're going to play a back four, I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. Aguilar, Diego, Moreno, and Layun. Mm-hmm, 100%. 100%? Yes. Um, all right, let's just – who's your first center back off the bench? Someone gets a yellow card accumulation or, you know, some stupid. Is it Rafa? Or do you bring yeah, Rafa? I, I, uh, if it's me, yeah. But I could I could see Rafa coming in, but I'll, I'll take a Rojo. Yeah, for sure. Flo, what do you got? Yeah, Rojo. Rafa, uh, I think he's too slow to play as a center back now. Midfield is where he, he should stay. Our Rafa. Who, who's your first center back? Off the bench. Well, it would depend on because we know what kind of person Osorio is. He, he won't put Yasser Kwan as a right center back, so yeah. uh, it would depend on on who it is. But it would be Araujo and Yasser because that's the only person we have. Yeah. So it would be one of those depending on on what happens on who gets yeah. the yellow accumulation or who gets injured. All right, midfield. Let's go with the four-three-three. I think mm-hmm. we all have Guardado starting at one of them, and Herrera at the other. Yeah, I have Guardado left, Herrera on on the right. Okay, me too. Who do you play at D mid then? Molina, Duenas, or Rafa? I Molina wouldn't start for Rafa. me. I wouldn't start Rafa. Molina for you? I, I got Molina just because. I think Osorio liked what he got or what he saw out of uh, Molina. And that's why he kept him in um, in the starting lineup uh, against Canada in the second game. So I think he's going with him. So you're, you're going with Molina, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flo? Yeah, I mean, both of my choices didn't make the team. <laughs> so, I mean, when the first roster first came out, um, I looked at the roster and I saw, obviously, John, Jonathan and uh, – Gaeta were missing, and I immediately thought, oh, are we playing Guardado at defensive mid? So that's where he plays for PSV. Uh, maybe we're going to be, you know, trying that out. But now that I look at it, you know, I don't really see who else would start be, um, on the left-hand side besides Guardado. So, yeah, it, it, it may just be Molina, I think. And Rafa, who do you go with? Definitely Molina. You know, I've been huge on Molina for a while now. You've also, he's been one you've of the also better defensive about, midfielders. Yeah, Rafa, you've also talked about putting Guardado back there. 
Yeah, that, there's that possibility as well. But I think naturally it would be Molina who, who plays in that defensive midfielder role. Uh, I think he's I think he's been brilliant the past few seasons, even back with Club America, even before that when he was at Tigres. I think he's been one of the more consistent defensive midfielders in the Aramekis. Uh, and I'm excited that he gets a chance finally. Now, can I see where that will start maybe as defensive midfielder role or even move there uh, in the game, for example, maybe in the 60th minute, Mexico needed goal. So you move on this while I was a defensive midfielder and take out Molina and put in uh, an attacking midfielder like, like Lepeña maybe. I, I can see that happening. Uh, Cuadrado is definitely no stranger to that position. We, we've spoken extensively of, of how good he does with PSV playing that position. Uh, can I see it? I, absolutely. Uh, I think Cuadrado is more than capable of doing that with the Mexico national team. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if I see them, if I see him in, in that position at one point in this tournament. What, what do you guys think of Guardado at defensive mid, Layun at left mid, and Torres Nilo left back? Interesting. I don't see that as a starting, but I think that's one of the several of like several options in one of like one of the game scenarios. Because I'm also going to my head like we could even see Rafa come off the bench to uh, center back and have Reyes his defensive mid too. Because I know that Osorio has like that um, he's been playing at Sociedad there. So there, I mean, that's one of the several options I think could happen. That's true. We haven't even talked about Diego playing D-Man, but mostly because I don't know who would... I guess if you bring in Rafa and you move Diego up, that would that could make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, like, it's so nice. Mexico has options. Yeah. All right, let's go through forwards. Obviously, we have Chicharito starting. Yes? yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, do we... We got Tecatito starting, yes? Yes, I have. I would have him on the left. Yes. Flo, Tecatito? Yes. Rafa? Absolutely. Okay. Now, who do you start on the other side? Do you go Chucky, Aquino? I, I, I think I like Chucky coming off the bench. Um, a lot of people probably want him to start. I think he's gonna he can bring some great energy off the bench. Um, I think you might see something kind of like uh, what what Duca was doing. You may you may see Raul Jimenez starting with uh, with Chicharito. Just a hunch on my on my side. Yeah, I would I would start Aquino. I would I don't know if I would start Aquino more than I would just put tech, uh, Chucky on the bench. I think he he could be that. That new Tecatito, when you bring him off the bench, you get that extra spark. So. Yeah, I think that's always a good option, but I, I, I've got him on the starting, uh, in the starting roster. I basically my lineup would be exactly the same roster from Canada. The first game, just take out Rafa and have Molina start. And yeah. Just have yeah, I would have Lozano in the starting, um, on the right side. Yeah. So just to recap our lineup, we got Ochoa. Aguilar, Reyes, Moreno, Layun. And then we would start Molina in the middle, Guardado, Herrera in the middle in the midfield as well. Then Aquino, Tecatito on the wings, and Chicharito in the middle. Center forward. Yeah, I could uh, see that. Yeah. Or Chucky. Yeah. I mean if Chucky starts, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, but... I don't think anyone yeah. would be mad or shocked <laughs> But the other thing is that he's going to the Olympics, so Maybe maybe he is going to be saved on the uh, as as a you know a super sub type thing. So no nah, I mean, man, Pachuca trying to cash in this summer. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they want to expose this pos- as much as possible. Chucky is this summer's Tecatito. When yeah, Tecatito absolutely. played both tournaments last year. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because his team was trying to sell him. Yeah. All right. Well, with that well, we had one of the people, one of the listeners, ask: Is this Mexico's best team ever at a major tournament? I would say it's the best, the most talented team we've had in like last fifteen years. Yeah, I. <clears throat> it would be nice to have had like, uh, you know, a Vela from two thousand thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but 
we don't. But since we don't, I, I like I said, I have a very healthy confidence with this team. Um, I'm not too worried about the group stages at all. I think they're going to be, you know, a pretty, pretty well organized team. So yeah, I feel good about them. So you you saying Mexico yes. can win? Yes. Yes, I think they can win this squad for sure. Flo? Um, best squad for Mexico. I mean, of recent memory, without a doubt, I'd say. Um, like, like we were saying, I mean, it'd be nice to have an informed Vela on the team and maybe Dos Santos on the team as well. But you can't argue with the with the young talent that that's on this team. It, it, it's exciting to watch players like Chucky um, and Tecatito, and uh, and you have Chicharito, who's in the best form. You know, in five years or so. Informed Tijarito, real nice. Mm-hmm. Rafa, to you, is Mexico's best team, most talented team? That's tough. Uh, I don't know. I mean, from my memory, uh, fortunately I'm not that old, so uh, <laughs> I can't remember very long. But uh, from what I've seen, the game improves and just the game in general, everybody's getting better. You see it in, in CONCACAF how nowadays uh, it's tough to beat anybody. It doesn't matter if it's Canada or Jerusalem or or whatever. Uh, they all give you at least a, a moderately tough game. It's not like you just walk uh, walk into a 10-0 or something like that. But I think Mexico is better. I think if you compare this Mexico team to past Mexico teams, even from 1998 or 2002 or whatever, uh, definitely, this team is, is a lot better. Uh, but that's not to say it's, it's because we're, we're just better at doing stuff. No, I think the game in general has improved. Uh, everybody around the region has improved. Uh, do I think, now if you ask me, do I think this Mexico team has what it takes to win the tournament? Uh, it's, I mean, the scenario is given for them. The setting is there. Uh, we've spoken before about how get... this this good for Mexico. Yeah, easier. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken about how they're basically going to be the home team. Uh, you can't take that for granted. But uh, I think they should have enough to at least make the semifinals. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself and jinx it, so <laughs> I'll stay quiet. <laughs> uh, but I think they should have enough. And are they the back to the, or is this the best Mexico team? Probably. And, and again, I don't think it's because just Mexico have a golden generation, but I think just everybody's better, and that and that includes Mexico. I'm I'm excited for this tournament. I'm just coming around. I'm getting pumped up. <clears throat> I mean, that was that was one of my first that was one of my predictions from podcasts ago, was that Mexico was going to get the semifinal at the Copa America and the Olympics. So, I, you know, I th- with this roster, Copa, oh, yeah. I feel I feel healthy. They have a, it's a healthy confidence for them to achieve that um but let's not forget we've had teams go pretty far that that did not look this talented so and you look at all the versatility of the players i mean it's this is a different this is a whole different mexico you know we just gotta stay healthy yeah i mean last summer moreno chicharito went down in june Mm -hmm. before gold cup even started yeah let's take it easy on these friendlies so yeah yeah (laughs) I think if uh, I think we can make a deep run, I think it's important also to try to win the group, to try to finish above Uruguay. Yeah. Um, to avoid the Argentina. Who would we play? Argentina. Yeah. Someone from Argentina's group. Exactly. If we, I'm like guessing Chile. Argentina is gonna finish first in Group D. So if we don't beat Uruguay, we'll have to play Argentina in the corner final just to get to the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Um, if otherwise, we'd probably play Chile, who on our, you know, in the United States with our fans, I think uh, I think we'd have a pretty good chance of beating uh, Chile. Chile. Yeah, Chile, Chile. <laughs> and we get, we get, we, we get a preview yeah, of them. Yeah, actually, yeah. In San Diego. And mm-hmm. usually Mexico matches up well with Chile for some reason. I mean, look at the last, look at last, the last year edition. <laughs> yeah, Copa America. Yeah. Wilson went nuts. <laughs> That dance, man. <laughs> that should have never happened. The dancer. 
<laughs> no, the the three three result <laughs> from that team. Bring in, bring in Hugo Ayala to defend Alexis Sanchez again. Still having nightmares. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, any any final words on the roster? Um, not really. I mean, we've I mean, pretty much gone through it. I mean, it's just that the. Well, I, the, I'd like to. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Nico. I was going to say the Geo I was just going to talk about is, Cardo Z again. I was going to say the Geo situation is just like an onion. You know, the more you, the more you peel, you know, it's like the so more you learn. Layers. Yeah. So, what other than say? that. <laughs> what were you going to say, Rafa? Well, I was going to talk about Cardo Vela because uh, I think, uh, let's just be honest, uh, I, in my opinion, I really like Vela. I think he's a really talented player. Technically speaking, he's one of the most gifted Mexican players I've seen in quite a while. Uh, I mean, this guy just basically walks the field, but he has that one moment of brilliance that can just change it, just change the game. I, I compare it a lot to Edwin Cardona at Monterrey, who's very similar. He's a guy who you think is doing absolutely nothing. He's just walking around and being lazy, but uh, he has... He's so talented. He has that that amount of technique that can change a game in, in one second. Are you describing Carlos Vela? Vela? Or are you uh, describing Cuauhtémoc Blanco? Cause... <laughs> well, Blanco was well, Blanco was a phenomenal player. Let's not go with Cuauhtémoc Blanco. But Vela was very similar to that, actually. If you make that comparison, yeah. Uh, now, my criticism here is, is going to be a game. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, now I know we get that his head is not in it. He he likes basketball more than soccer or whatever is the case with Bella. But my criticism is going to be towards Juan Carlos Osorio on this one. Uh, and I'll say a really interesting story I heard once uh, about Colo Colo in Chile. When there was this youngster by the name of Humberto Suazo. You might know him. He, he did great things at Monterrey. Uh, and how he, he was coming up. Uh, in Chile, and we knew that this guy, was his head was just not in the game. He, he was more interested in other things. But he, he was very talented. You, you could tell right away. And at the time, uh, the manager for, for Colo Colo was, was Borgi, which has been rumored to go to, to Club America, actually, once Ignacio Ambriz leaves. So he, he supposedly went up to the squad and said, look, uh, we're in the transfer market. We're going to bring in this guy called... Uh, Umberto Suazo, he, he, he's really good, uh, but I'm going to be honest with you, he, he's going to be a pain in the butt in the locker room. No, he, he's going to be the diva, nobody's going to like him, uh, he's just going to cause issues, he's going to be on the news 24-7 doing something or not wanting to talk to media, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'll assure you, if, if you cope with him, we'll win the league title. Uh, you can bet on it, because this guy's just so talented that if we bring him in, we'll win the league title. That's what he told the guys, and the guys were like, oh, okay. Uh, you, you can bring in Umberto Suazo, and what do you know? They end up winning the league title with Umberto Suazo, and then uh, that's how the legend of Umberto Suazo was born. He moved to Monterrey, and you know that story. So my criticism is towards Juan Carlos Osorio. Uh, we get it. Carlos Vela's head is not in it. But this guy is really talented. If Osorio maybe talked to the guys and said, look, let's be honest, we don't like Carlos Vela. Maybe he does this <laughs> and that in the, in the locker room. Uh, he's going to be on the news 24-7 about whatever. He just doesn't like media. He doesn't talk to anybody. And he's this total diva who is going to Warrior games and not doing this and that. But he's really talented. So if you could just cope with me and we'll take him for this one month and see where it takes us, I wish Juan Carlos Osorio would do something like that. Now, of, of course, I don't know the exact scenario. Maybe it's Carlos Vela who, who has absolutely no interest in coming and he just doesn't want to be there. But maybe it's that small small little spark that Juan Carlos Osorio needs, because let's be honest, Juan Carlos Osorio looks like that kind of person who's just very passive. Who, okay, if Carlos Vela doesn't want to come, then, you know, whatever. And, and I get it, we're tired of begging Carlos Vela, but for me, this is a guy who, who's just extremely talented, and this is the kind of player you want in your team. Uh, now, again, back to quote, quote one of the great journalists from, from South America, which is Tim Vickery, where he says that there are players like, like Carlos Vela where Perhaps if they didn't have that little devil in them, they wouldn't be so good. Mm -hmm. For me, Carlos Vela is one of those players who who you want in your team just because they have that little devil in them. Uh, And that's what makes them great players. Yeah, I mean, I would have been fine if he called up Vela and, you know, took off Jurgen Dam. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I hate to pick on Jurgen Dam, but 
he doesn't really fulfill any role on this team. So if we were going to bring one guy we weren't sure what the hell we were going to get out of, sure, bring in Vela. But I don't know. I, I don't know with Vela. I've never, you know, his talent, no one's ever questioned his talent. Nobody. It's just his heart, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, he really needs to get his club situation worked out because, I mean, we usually talk about Chicharito at this time of the year where we're saying he needs to go to the team that lets him play. Well, Vela needs to go to a team where he doesn't have so much baggage anymore. Yeah. But yeah, he, I agree. he's kind of catch-22 because his team is not super rich, and the, the most expensive player they ever bought was Carlos Vela. Yeah. So they're not going to let him go for cheap. So, <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, nice nice story time with Rafa on that one. Nice story. Mm-hmm. Nah, that was a story today. The only thing I can think of with Jurgen Dam that's might be a good thing is like with Tigres, he's pr- a pretty big focal point, and sometimes he gets one dimensional. I could see him actually coming off the bench and actually being a little bit of a disruption for an opposing team because we've got a little bit more dy- dynamic, you know, threats throughout the field. You know, I don't know. I just think that he might be able to surprise us. I mean, there's talent with Jurgen Dam. I mean, I'm not trying to pick on him, but mm-hmm. I don't see him getting very much playing time. That's oh, he can be he can be one dimensional. I mean, for sure. But you just never know. Maybe maybe he will surprise us. I mean, there's something to be said for bringing one of the fastest guys allegedly in the world, you know, in soccer, <laughs> off the bench when the other team's tired. Right. So, especially if we're playing a counterattack game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, any final words, Brian? Flo? Rafa? Nope, I'm good to go. Let's get this party started. Right, well, it's been uh, episode 16 of the Rafa Kid Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.